Welcome. I'm Asa A, and this is The August Light, a podcast about my life as an actress and entrepreneur, which technically they're the same thing, but I digress. <laughs> Join me weekly for candid discussions about Black culture, growth, self-care, business, education, and a whole bunch of other sh- Oh, and I have a lot of amazing friends who'll be joining me in all my nonsense. There's no telling what will happen when the mic comes on, but I promise it'll be entertaining. So get comfy and enjoy the light, the August light. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the August light. Today, we have a very special guest with us. He is a powerfully gifted and faithfully wrapped multi-hyphenate actor, writer, director, and educator. His name is Dr. Dorio Davis, and today he will be joining us to talk about why pivoting and patience are important for not only actors, but life in general. Dorio was born and raised in Jonestown, Mississippi, which is in the Mississippi Delta, y'all. He attended Cahoma Community College in Clarksdale, Mississippi, where he received an Associate of Arts degree in English. After getting his associates, he received a Bachelor's in English from the University of Memphis, a Master of Arts in Education from Union University, where his concentration was 7th to 12th grade English, and a Doctorate from the University of Memphis, where he majored in Education Leadership and Policy Studies. He's also an Education Specialist in Administration and Supervision for Preschool to 12th grade. In addition to all that, Doriel has been acting for many years. Growing up, he did church plays, school plays, and was a part of the community theater in Memphis. However, there weren't many acting opportunities where he's from. So, after experiencing his first TV and short film roles while living in D.C., he moved to Atlanta, Georgia for an assistant principal job so he could continue being an educator while capitalizing on the growing film industry in Atlanta. Eventually, he decided to audit an acting class where he met his current acting coach, Angela Davis, Since then, he continues to work as an educator while pursuing his acting career, and he is proud of the communities he has been able to enhance through his abundance of education skills and for the TV and film projects he's had the opportunity to be a part of. Please welcome Dr. Dorielle Davis. Now, before we get to the questions, I just want to briefly speak about the act of pivoting, okay? Pivoting isn't an end or change. It's simply a turn in life, y'all. You know, we have to make turns or pivots in our lives in order to adjust to what's going on around us. And, you know, in 2020, many of us had to pivot in one way or another. Pivoting forces us to grow and change. Now, here's a quick inspirational quote that I wanted to share as well. Pivoting is not the end of the disruption process, but the beginning of the next leg of your journey. Now, to get right into it, the first question is, when you think of the words pivot and patience, what comes to mind? When I think of the words pivot and patience, I just think about that's just a part of life. You know, throughout my life, I think my life has been in constant pivot, and I've had many lessons about patience. Okay. Give us an example of when you've had to pivot in your own life, as well as when patience has come in. Just as you've mentioned, I'm an educator. Mm -hmm. And so just having the opportunities to go into different communities and serve different communities, when the time stops for you to stop serving in that particular community, and you have to make the decision, to go to another community, that's pivoting. A good example I have of that is while I was in Memphis, I was an educator. Memphis was my first stop. It was actually my first stop after, you know, leaving home. I was in this one community, had gone from school to school, you know, basically followed like the same area where I had groups of kids who were siblings and all of that. And at the high school during my last year in Memphis, 
I used to have morning meeting with my students, high school students, actually. Mm -hmm. And this was a time for me to motivate them, to get them ready, you know, for learning and that sort of thing. Basically, a moment to motivate and inspire them. One day, I was talking to them about being their best selves and taking chances. One thing about the word and the thing that's going to come out with me, Ace, is the fact I'm a church boy. I can't help that. You know, I love (laughs) the Lord. That's just going to come out of me. Yes. And one thing that we know about the word is that it cuts forward and it also cuts, you know, towards you, right? Uh-huh. And so when I heard myself say that, I heard the Lord tell me how much of a hypocrite I was because I was not practicing what I was preaching. I had been in the same place and I was really living beneath my means in terms of my destiny. Oh, yeah. And... I was just, you know, used to doing the, this is easy. I could do this with one hand behind my back, da 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 Doing good work and really loving my work. But there was so much more that I needed to do and that I needed to experience. And so when I heard myself say that, I made the decision. Well, I don't even think that I made the decision then because one thing the guy knows about me is that if he tells me to do something, most times I'm hard-headed. So he has to put me in I'm positions. The same. I'm the same. <laughs> he has to put me in positions that kind of pops me out of situations. Mm-hmm. And so then he put me in a situation where I popped myself out of the situation and I left Memphis. And I left Memphis and went to the DC area. That's when I was stretched. I began, you know, the stretch again. It was so many years of me doing things that were easy, that came easy. Mm-hmm. I knew everybody, they knew me, you know. And going into a totally different situation. And then here it is. I get the idea. Okay, let's go to D.C. <laughs> Where I landed as a, for my job was in Baltimore, Maryland. Mm. Totally different from what I'm used to. So that in itself was a pivot for me. It was me rotating in a different direction and being pressed uh, so that new oil will be able to come out of me so that I could grow, but also I can expand my reach and my impact to other people. All right. So then what's a hard lesson or what hard lessons have you had to learn by not utilizing patience? That in not utilizing patience, you have the the probability that you will possibly burn yourself out. You could be putting energy in things that are really not, you're really not designed to do, or it's not time to do. And you're not, you know, really walking in wisdom. When you're lacking patience and you're just doing things, it's not purposeful. Right. And we all know God's timing is perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when we don't exhibit patience, we do tend to jump ahead of where we are needed at that time. We mm-hmm. kind of go in a direction where it's just we don't have the skills or the tools that God needs us to have that moment to be the person we're supposed to be having and to be at that time. Right. And we exhaust ourselves. Yeah. And then... By us exhausting ourselves, when the time comes for us to perform, we're unable to because we've exerted all of this energy. And I think you and I were having this come to Jesus moment one day where you were really kind of getting me together in the way that I needed to be gotten together because I was doing all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. And I was so frustrated because I was like, it's not moving the way that I I wanted to move. And I was so upset. He was like, well, Doriel... Could it be that you're doing too much? Yeah. And you had to take your hands off some of the stuff. And like, I and did. let God do it. Exactly. And even that, 
I had to adjust. Even the things that I still continue to do, I had to adjust them to myself and not other people. Mm -hmm. And that's when I stopped comparing myself, comparing my track to other people's track as well. Oh, that's a word there because a lot of people don't understand that your journey is not someone else's journey. Especially as actors, we have to learn that. Someone else may take a different path than you. Right. And you can't expect you to have the same step-by-step process as someone else. And there's not one path even to take in life in general. Just because one thing works for someone else doesn't mean that it's going to flow the same for you. Right. Okay? So I think people always need to remember that. Like, don't be comparing your journey to someone else's. Don't be comparing your walk to somebody else because it ain't the same. Y'all didn't go through the same thing. Y'all weren't raised the same. Y'all not going to have the same life. And the thing is, you could kill yourself trying to compare yourself to somebody and li- trying to place the limits on your life or parameters on your life to somebody else's. You could literally kill yourself. Right. Because it wasn't made for you. No, because God literally made everybody different. Mm-hmm. Like, there is only one you in this world. Exactly. There are similarities amongst us, but there is only one you. Right. You've had a unique experience in this world, so your experience can never be the same as someone else's. Right. So I'm glad you got that because, you know. <laughs> and, see, and that's why, just like right now, I'm focused on writing. I'm focused on creating content, mm-hmm. you know, creating content for myself, creating content for others. And it's like the ministry continues. And I wasn't really tapping into that. I wasn't seeking ye first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added to It's like, that's not where I was. I was like right here in front of myself, right right here, looking at all these things. Well, this person is doing this, so I want to do this. So this person is doing this and I want to do this. And it really wasn't working for me. That kind of, you just touched on the next question. How has patience and knowing when to pivot impacted the way you approach creating your own content? It made me be patient with myself. I've learned, it's like, it's one thing to love yourself, but it's another thing to be patient with yourself. And I'm giving myself grace. Something I, I knew you was coming in that because I was like, something I always <laughs> tell folks, because I had to learn this. Give yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. I'm giving myself grace. And just like right now, I don't have an agent. At one time, I was like, I need an agent. I need an agent. I'm not worried about that anymore. My thing is, all these things will be added to you. I need to seek the kingdom of heaven, and God is going to provide that avenue for me when it is time. So in being patient, it doesn't mean that I have to sit still and just allow life to pass me by. I'm going to continue to be busy, and I'm going to continue to build. Exactly. You know, while I'm being patient, And while I'm waiting for God to work this whole thing out over here, also for my own readiness as well. Yeah, because sometimes you got to build. Yeah, because just like right now, if I get an agent today, I'm going to have to make a decision. Am I going to leave education altogether and go full throttle into this? Or am I going to have an agent who's going to be mad at me because I can't go to an audition because... I have to do a teacher observation at 10 o'clock. Not only that, but like be mad at you like the moment you book something and then you have something that comes up conflicting with your current job. We're going to keep talking in this area because you actually hit on two other things. You kind of just lead me into it. I like it. (laughs) I told you we were going to flow. So what advice would you give an actor that is juggling a full-time non-acting career in addition to their acting career? I think that you have to really plan it out. You have to really count up the cost. And you have to look at your living situation. Every Everybody's situation is different. You have to think about, okay, how am I going to be able to keep 
food on the table, clothes on my back, be able to take care of myself when I'm sick, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you have somebody, you know, family members who depend on you? And it's like, it's a balancing act. So, like I said, you have to count up the cost and you have to see where you are in your season to make the best decision. Because you can't just jump off a cliff when you feel like jumping off a cliff just because you want to pursue acting. Exactly. It might not be the time for it. The fact that I am working on a film that I wrote mm-hmm. and that I have actors who are looking to me for direction. And that's a beautiful thing to me, you know, that I am tapping into storytelling. I mean, just think about it. I'm an educator. I have all kind of stories in my head. I'm from the country. A lot of the times we're doing all we're doing is imagining things. So there are a lot of stories that I have in my head, and I'm able to take a story, a story that is relevant to our culture, and bring it to life. I'm bringing something substantial into this world that will be able to help the masses and be able to touch the masses and encourage the masses. You're birthing something. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing because not a lot of people understand in this industry that there isn't one path that you can take what would be considered the traditional path is basically you know you get booked on like a lot of independent projects just to get credits and you move from free stuff then you eventually get to like a co-star with five and under start getting paid and then you start getting reoccurring and supporting roles and all that jazz and then eventually leads and and if you are lucky millionaire so that's the typical trajectory. Doriel has a different one in the sense that he's a content creator. Mm-hmm. And that is a blessing because sometimes this industry doesn't work out where you can make that natural transition that we were just talking about and, you know, getting that footage and then ultimately getting an agent so you can get other roles. You have to start creating your own content so that people can see how to see you as well as so that you can get the stories out into the world that you're meant to tell. Because right. everybody's not meant to tell the same story. There is only one you. So what are some things you do to keep yourself centered and grounded while, you know, being an educator and an actor. Creating content really keeps me grounded. I love doing it. To be able to just be out someplace having a conversation or walking past a conversation and to get a story from that, that's mind-blowing to me. So that keeps me grounded. The other thing, I I have good people in my life. Mm -hmm. I have real good people in my life. And you're one of those people, Asa. You know, it's like when I know when the rubber meets the road, as busy as you are, we can do a check-in and you'll you'll reel me back in, you know, the way that I need it. But I have people in my life who have good energy, who really love me and who want me to succeed. I have to also add this, that what keeps me grounded is God. God is everything to me. Mm -hmm. He is everything. Even when I go astray and when I get, just tunnel vision into the stuff that is happening i always have to go back to him and he welcomes me with open arms because he know. lets you know he's letting you know you can't do it without him. exactly well that's good to know i always find it interesting to see what people do to keep themselves together because i do believe in self-care best care what advice would you give an actor that is ready for an agent and going through the process of auditioning for agents stay in class study I would say also, I think it begins with prayer and really, really asking God to provide the path for you. Because there are a lot of names out there, and you know, everybody wants to go to the big names, but it's also about relationship and being with the right people. I would say, make sure that your materials are up to par. Yes. So making sure that your money is stacked so that you can get good materials to present and be ready. 
you've had auditions for agents. So a lot of people don't understand. You may go through a couple auditions for agents. Yeah. And you may not end up with one. That was me. Yeah, I need people to understand. Because you know my perfectionist came out. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) And you got to understand, that is a part of the process, y'all. Just because you get called in to audition for them, doesn't mean they're going to sign you. Right. There's so many factors, and really it just comes down to, is it the timing for it right now? And the thing is, it's not about you. It never is. Don't don't make it where it's like something wrong with you, because it's not. Because it's not. It's not about you. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to figure it out. Just take it it for what it is. Because the thing is, God could be protecting you from something. Exactly. He really could. Or there could be something better coming down the line. Yeah. And you if know? you do get signed with somebody because you touched on something else, making sure it's the right agent. If you yes. do get signed with someone, you may end up with somebody who is not the right fit. But you may end up having to go through that so that you get the lesson from it. It's all about timing. Um, sometimes you're just not ready at the time that you audition for them. And you may think you're ready, but I promise you, if you give it time, and as you go back and you look at that audition you probably did for that agent, you can be like, ooh, <laughs> baby, I was not ready. <laughs> right. You'll start to feel that growth and start to understand that growth. Just be patient with the whole process of it. Because just because you get that audition does not mean that you're going to get signed. And honestly, something else that I, I need people to understand, just because when you get signed to an agent, there's no magical thing that just happens. It's not like that. the water's going to flow and it's like everything is just going to come to you and you just want to get audition after audition after audition. You may get an abundance of auditions. You may mm-hmm. not get anything. You may get booked immediately. You may not get booked for another two, three years. You don't know. You got to keep pushing. All right, now, y'all, it's that time where we have a little fun. We've come to the part of the show where I like to do something practical or interesting with my guest, and today's no different. Let's call today's segment, That's My Jam. So today, we will be testing our music knowledge. Prior to today's show, we each told the other our favorite genre of music and a specific decade we love the most. Then, we each put together a list of song lyrics from the decade and genre that we were given. But here's the catch. The song lyrics could only come from the song's verse, and the song had to be a number one song on a billboard chart during the specified decade. We would try to guess about five song titles and artists correctly, Now, of course, neither of us know the lyrics, song, or artist the other picked, so this should be interesting, okay? But before we get started, I wanted to share an interesting fact about the Billboard charts since we both picked R&B as our favorite genre. So, throughout the history of Billboard, the charts for Black artists' music has changed numerous times and was even discontinued for a time between 1963 and 1965. In fact, the name of what's currently known as Billboard Hot R&B slash Hip Hop Songs chart was known as the Black Singles chart as of 1982. And prior to that, it was the best-selling Soul Sings. How about that? So, Duriel, are you ready to get started? Let's go. All right. So, Duriel's favorite genre, he gave me R&B. He gave me the decade, the 80s. <laughs> I gave him 90s R&B. Yeah fun we're gonna see i don't know if i'm really stick to this 20 seconds just because i don't know how this gonna go might have to give me a couple hints i don't know where we're gonna go with this but let's just have some fun with it i'm gonna let you go first so you can give me the first lyric you're gonna give me the lyric you can give me a line two lines three lines however much you think and then i'll try to guess it you know you want to give me a few guesses if not we'll figure it out you want me to go first you go first then 
All right. Who am I going to go with? I'll go with this one. I love this song. Tell me, can you weather the storm? Because I need somebody who will stand by me. I know who the good times and bad. Listen, that's Can You Stand the Rain by New Edition. Exactly. <laughs> it was an easy one. I was like, I, I got to get you some easy ones. All right. So, your turn. Okay. So, I'm probably going to fail. Do you think so? Yeah, because I don't know where you're going to go with this because there was so much 90s R&B. 80s, it wasn't as much because of the time frame. They uh, would change, you know, oh, the charts okay. were changing. And the music was a lot different. We were transitioning from, like, disco and stuff towards the 80s. Okay. I got a good one. You should, you, you're you going to get this. Let's see. Um, losing my mind from this hollow in my heart. Suddenly, I'm so incomplete. Lord, I'm needing you now. Tell me how to stop the rain. Tears are falling down endlessly. Oh, oh. This is 90s? Yes. Is this, I feel like it's a Mary J song. Mm-mm. Give me a hint. It's a female, female artist. It's a female artist. She was one of the premier. And this is from the nineties. Yes. I actually don't know this. Losing my mind from this hollow in my heart. I don't know this one. You don't? I don't think I know this one. Love takes time, Mariah Carey. And I was gonna say Mariah, but I don't know that song. I actually do not know that Mariah song. It was number one. Okay. Okay. All right, let me go my next one. Let's see what I got. Okay, this one should be easy. Ooh, girl, I love you all night long, and I know you felt it coming on. Ooh, darling, just taste my love. Ooh, you taste so sweet. This is Aidis. You know this. Is it God? Mm-mm. It is a male artist, though. It is a male artist. You have to read that to me again. <laughs> You're going to make me end up singing it, and then you going to get it. Sing it. I don't, I'm not a singer, but it's, ooh, girl, I love you all night long, and I know you felt it coming on. Ooh, darling, just taste my love. Ooh, you taste so sweet. And that may not be how the actual lyrics go, but that's kind of the rhythm of the song. I don't know it. The Isley Brothers Between the Sheets. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. Okay. I was trying not to do Ooh, baby. I was like, you know, I was thinking, I was, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, that's not it. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I was going to say, what? All right, go ahead with your next one. Okay, let's see. I still don't know that Mariah Carey song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, my first mistake was I wanted too much time. I had to have him morning, noon, and night. If I would have known then the things that I know now. I might not have lost the time I complain about. It's a female artist, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, a group. One line sounds familiar. Take a guess. Is it in vogue? It is. I, I know it was my first instinct. It is in vogue. Oh, Hold. I don't know if I know this. the name of the song, though. I'm just going to go with in vogue because I don't know the name of the song. It is in vogue. It's Hold On. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, let's see if you got this one. This one you should know as well. Touch, if you will, my stomach. Feel how it trembles inside. You've got the butterflies all tied up. Don't make me chase you. Touch if you will my stomach. Feel how it trembles inside. You've got the butterflies all tied up. Don't make me chase you. And if I sing this one, you would know it too. Okay, sing it. Touch if you will my stomach. Feel how it trembles inside. You've got the butterflies all tied up. Don't make me chase you. 
Mm. The doves that cry. <laughs> what, what is it? It's Prince. <laughs> uh, when doves cry. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I knew you would get it if I saw the lyrics on that one. Because I was yeah. like, that's just the way to the Oh, yeah. <laughs> you like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? Touch my stomach. Touch if like, you what is heal my stomach. Like, what kind of freaking stuff? <laughs> and it was tricky during your decade because... A lot of artists, they didn't consider their music R&B. Right. But, you know, the history of how black folks, we are automatically defaulted to R&B when it comes to music. Right. But the song might be more pop. Pop, yeah. Yeah, so. And folks are trying but, to cross over to pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he it was the number one on the R&B charts as well, so I counted it. Okay. Um, Please give me some easy, Jesus. <laughs> ooh. People of the world today, are we looking for a better way of life? We are a part of the Rhythm Nation, Janet Jackson. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I, I was like, the first lyric I had already sounded really familiar. I was like, where is he going with this? <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, that works. I could I could do that one. Do that one. Let me do Woke up today, looked at your picture, just to get me started. I called you up. But you weren't there, and I was brokenhearted. Hung up the phone. Can't be too late. The boss is so demanding. Oh, Those. that's Luther. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. That's my idol right there. That's why I picked it. I'm hopefully you get the song. Um, I'm about to get it. Oh, my love. Never too much. Yeah, because I'm like, you just sung the song, yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, never too much, Luther Vandross. Yes, that's A my thousand. guy. Yes, that is my guy. Okay, so I got one for you. Okay. If you want my love, then that's all right. Then it will be there for you morning, noon, and night. But you got to be good and do me right. Ain't got no time. <laughs> Why are you looking like that? Because it sounds familiar, but just sing it. If I sing it, you're definitely going to get it. Well, you're going off memory, if so it's not really. my love, well, that's all right. Well, it's going to be there TLC, for you. TLC, um, which song is Noon and Night? And do me right. Ain't got no time for nothing, nothing in my life. No, as you know, I'm What's the name of it, though? Everything that you just actual and factual. Is it baby, baby, baby? Yes. Okay. The reason I was hesitating because when it comes to songs with babies, it's usually either like one baby or two babies or three babies, and you don't be knowing how many babies are in the dang on song title. Right. I had to sing the whole dang on song almost just to figure out remember the song. Yep. <laughs> but before we get up out of here, Doriel, do you want to tell the people anything? Leave them anything like your Instagram handle, inspirational quote, name of your project when it's coming out, your podcast name, what you want to do? Sure. So you can follow me on Instagram at southern underscore gentleman 14 that you can also follow uh crescent media productions llc which is my production company so that's on instagram as well i'm also on twitter that's dr fd davis on twitter yeah i think that's about it okay i'll make sure i put both both in the show notes and then what else and my uh podcast is say it louder so say it louder really focuses on Different topics, you know, just surrounding mental health, current events, uh, motivation and inspiration as well. So, you know, come get fed, get pushed in a positive way 
And, you know, just all about trying to make this world as best as we can make it. And where can they find your podcast at? Uh, right now it's on Podbean. We should be on all platforms very soon. I yes. will make sure I have a link it in the show notes for y'all so y'all can support him. You know, all that good stuff. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It has been a pleasure. It has been fun, as always. Yes. Since I've been talking about the film, you know, we're looking for 2022 release. It is up and coming. And when it's out, y'all will know because I will make sure I shout it out. It'll probably be like season three, season four of the August Light by then, whenever he decides to drop it. I'm excited to support it, see when it goes to some film festivals and all that stuff. That's exactly what we're going to do. All right, y'all. Until next time, be a light in August Light. Come back next week for another enlightening episode of The August Light. If you were entertained or inspired by this show, tell someone about it. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcast. Leave a review about it somewhere, anywhere. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the August underscore light and at the August Light Talk on Clubhouse. Oh, and check our Instagram every week for the weekly cue.